Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio, where you're your humble, happy, really hot in Austin coaches, <laughs> Tim and Julie Hurst. But you know what? It's not as hot here. You were just telling me about one of your coaching clients, oh, Emily, goodness. in Palm Desert. And the temperature in Palm Desert today is, Julie? 124 degrees. 24. <laughs> OMG, right? Oh, I can't even believe it. So, And I hats off to Emily. She is such a fantastic agent, and she is probably, I mean, it's hard to prove these types of things without getting everybody's numbers all at once, but I, I'd be willing to bet that she's probably, if not the number one buyer's agent in the country, very close to it. She just does such a killer job. She's telling me how she was driving through the desert, and you know, her air conditioner never actually got cold from appointment to appointment, but yet she's out there doing a killer job for her clients, finding the right home. She's, you know, going to lots of new construction. She's doing all the things that we talk about in terms of finding the right inventory for the right buyers. And, you know, we were talking about sometimes when you have buyers, especially if you're in a second or third home market, or, you know, we would have this happen when people would relocate to Columbus where it was just, you know, they were doing it for the job. She's doing it. She, her clients are for the weather. And, of course, the price you pay for a beautiful winter is a hotter-than-heck summer but we were talking about the different things that you do for buyers when they're in those situations. So she's got her car stocked with ice water. You know, she's telling them, hey, you know what? You don't have to feel like you've got to dress up for our appointment. Dress comfortably. Because, you know, if you don't, she was talking about how she has to keep her people super hydrated or they will pass out on her. Not good. So anyway, <laughs> kudos to Emily for being such a great agent. A pastel buyer doesn't buy, exactly. <laughs> right. So this week, guys, as promised, we're going to be talking to you about price reduction scripts and, or price reductions, price reduction scripts and strategies. And I, um, I also want to thank all of you, and, and Julie's going to read one or two, I think, in a second, um, uh, emails you've been sending us. We really appreciate it. We had uh, an avalanche of emails, I think, in the last week, um, and you guys can always email Julie or myself, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. So we had an avalanche of emails come in about you guys, and they were all very consistent, almost like somebody was like saying, you know, <laughs> to email Tim and Julie the same thing. But it was thanking us for telling you guys about the changing market because there was a lot of you that were, I think intuitively, that you knew something was going on, but you just didn't really know. Uh, you didn't know where to go seek the information. You didn't know how to validate what you were feeling and all the rest of it. And, uh, yeah, I really appreciate the fact that you guys are figuring it out. And for those of you who are listening for the first time today, now we have consistently well over 100,000 people that listen to this show on a regular basis, and that's fantastic. Um, and some of you are guys are coming to the, you know, our real estate coaching radio podcast for the first time, and you're not knowing what we're talking about. Well, here's the bottom line. The market's shifting. We're in a recession. <laughs> um, you know, uh, get ready. Get started. Stay focused on how you can be of service to people in a shifting market. Don't be in fear because the reality of it is, is, and I mean this quite sincerely, once you have the skill set, it's actually easier to find people to help and easier to make money in a market like this than it is in a market that's a hot seller's market. That's just true. So don't wait, you know. And if you were in the real estate market back in 06 
and you're you know looking forward and you're what would you have been doing what would you have done differently in 06 if you knew in the second or rather in the third or fourth quarter of the following year that the world was going to shift? What would you have done differently? And there's quite a few things you would have done differently. You had quite a few things you would have learned, quite a few things that you would have maybe not done the previous year. Well, we're at that very same pivot point now. And frankly, we we're at that pivot point about 90 days ago. But I mean, in essence, that's where we're at now. So don't make the same mistakes you made last time. If you weren't in real estate then, um, here's the bottom line, guys. What it took to be successful in the past, say, five, six, seven years is not what it's going to take to be successful in the next five to six, seven years. Not everybody's market's going to be equally affected. Some markets will really have the wind sucked out of them. Other markets, most of the markets, I think, will have good spots and bad spots. But it is going to be something that's going to be a real eye-opener in a not necessarily good way for a lot of agents who are not prepared. There was a report that came out of the Federal Reserve, Janet Yellen, uh, who basically said, hey, guess what? Uh, you know what? The economy is what the economy is going to be. We're not expecting any sort of colossal ups or downs. It's pretty much a you know, dead man zombie market for the next you know, economy for the next two years. Now, that's basically not a very good message to hear from somebody who supposedly has her pulse on the, you know, money and uh, spoil of currency and interest rates and all the rest of it. It tells me they're kind of out of options, but it is what it is. So – don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Just know what you got to know so you can help people at the highest level in this changing market. If you guys have not done this yet, definitely fill out that form that's below. Um, you just scroll down on your mobile device. Something like 90% of you are listening to us on your mobiles or on your Teslas or your whatever. And fill out that information right there. Put in your name, your email address, and your phone number. Someone from our team will call you back. And when they do, uh, they're going to answer any questions about Real Estate Coaching Essentials. It's definitely a program you want to seriously consider enrolling in. And what Coaching Essentials is, is the basics. And Well, really, it's not basics. It is the basics. You can get that, too. But it's the basis for your real estate business. It's the same system that's used by a lot of top producers across the country. Hundreds, if not thousands of the nation's leading agents use this. It's your pre-listing pack, your pre, your, you know, everything you possibly need, your scripts, your objection handlers, your, your, uh, you know, your uh, past client uh, center of influence system, uh, great scripts and systems for calling for sale by owners and expired, uh, you know, everything you need to know how to do technologically online, a probate uh, section, REO section, BPO section. Really, guys, this is a complete uh, coaching program. In addition to all the things that you get, you also get a weekly semi-private coaching call and you get a monthly private coaching call with a coach. And the program is, if you use the student approval program, which virtually all of you do, the program is only $99 a month. So you guys can basically enroll in that. Every single one of you were approved. We're working with the lender to underwrite the whole thing. So literally, no matter what your present situation is, if it's not what you want it to be, maybe this program is going to get you to a place where you can start moving forward. And guess what? You are approved to be in this program. Every single one of you have used the student approval program. There's no payment for the first month, and after that, it's only $99 a month. So fill out that form, and just by completing that form, we're going to give you those six books that are shown in the visual. If you are not on a mobile device, just go to joinharris.com, joinharris.com. So, Julie, you have a quick email to read, and then we're going to get to our points. Yes, and today we want to do a great shout-out to Mr. Ryan Hergut. And he wrote an email to both you and his coach, I believe, is Eric Reed. And he says, Eric and Tim, I hope you're both having an amazing Father's Day and enjoying the weekend with your families. Just an update, a few months ago on the radio show, I set out a goal to have my race car by July 1st. It was a very unique turn of events that played out beautifully. Photos are attached. 
Very much appreciate all you have both done to help my grow, grow my business and help me achieve more in the first six months of 2016 than I have in any six-month period of my real estate career. Over the next six months, we will kick it into high gear and make even more happen. So, excellent job, Ryan. We're so super proud of you, and it's our pleasure to all be your coaches. Keep up the good work and keep setting a fantastic example to all of our great listeners. So what do we take from this? Set a goal, achieved it, sent pictures to match. So I love that. Hey, Julie, do me a favor. Email that to Gina so she can mm-hmm. post it on the private uh, members' Facebook ah, group so they can idea. get pictures of this race Doing car. Right yeah. yeah, Okay. pretty cool. cool. So, guys, so Ryan, be market, careful. <laughs> Yeah. We need you to uh, right. be around. Anyway, I had to say that. Right. Mom, anyway, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're not, yeah. So anyway, uh, guys, uh, price reductions. It's not, uh, there's a science behind it. There's a, mostly there's a psychology behind it. Uh, and Julie's going to get to her data, but uh, the, her, her points. But here's the big takeaway. A lot of the price reduction stuff that's out there is just going to get you fired. That's the truth. So when you basically use a price reduction script that, you know, essentially is like the ones that I see online, the seller's going to not want to work with you anymore. They're going to get frustrated with you. They're going to list with somebody else. Because we're in one of these times where um, it, as we go through this transition, it's probably going to last the next, I don't know, maybe the, even the rest of the year, where sellers are still going to have little glimmers of hope to believe that it's still a seller's market. In other mm-hmm. words, they're going to be kind of slowly rolling up the river of denial, believing that they have some you know, opportunity to sort of maximize their sale and that the market is still inflating and that basically it's whatever, whatever. So they're going to be kind of delusional. And if you go to them and you don't lightly or if you don't professionally bring to them the truth and professionally bring them uh, what may be a better course of action with repositioning the house in the market so it better reflects the buyer's expectations, if you don't do that in such a way that they can receive the message without you offending them or you offending their egos or you trying to make them wrong, if you do that wrong, you'll get fired. Um, and there's, we talked about the certain things you never say to a seller when it comes time to lower the price. We talked about those things on the previous radio shows. Just go to Inman and listen to the previous radio shows or just go to Real Estate Coaching Radio and listen to the previous radio shows. So now what we're going to do is we're going to start walking you guys through the strategy and how to basically have these conversations with the seller in a non-confrontational manner. I, we all know, guys, the reality of it is, is that a lot of you guys will, have these, will avoid these conversations because you will um, be fearful of what will feel like confrontation for the seller. So Julie wrote down some great points, price reduction rules, and these are all designed to make it so that when you roll into these conversations, you're not going to feel like you're confronting. You're going to feel like you're having a collaborative conversation with the seller. That is the goal. So Julie, go right ahead. Yes, so based on what you said, Tim, there is at least some percentage of agents going out there, well, I don't want to freak them out. Maybe I just won't. I'm not going to do price reductions. I'm just not going to bother. Well, that's not the right response. Not learning it, not doing it. Would you rather have an expired or a sale? So for those of you who had that pop into your brain, your first reaction sometimes is resistance to things that you've got to learn. Where you resist persists, you've got to put that to bed, and that's why we're doing these podcasts. So the answer is not to not do it. Let's start by laying the ground rules, price reduction rules. Number one, and this is huge, do this. Just this one point will make your life so much easier when you go to actually do price reductions. So number one, communicate weekly with your sellers during the time the home is for sale. Use our seller's 12-week communication plan that's included in your essentials class so that you'll know what to say on those calls. Some of you guys run out of material and then you stop calling them, which sets you up for conflict when you have a potential price reduction situation. 
Call all of your sellers on the same day weekly, ideally Monday or Friday. Why Monday or Friday? Because that's when they're most likely to wonder what it is you're doing for them, going into the weekend, coming off of the weekend. Getting a price Julie, reduction is far to... easier when, you've, when they've heard from you and when your only conversation is not about price. You'll actually get larger reductions sooner when you've done a better job communicating. Let's hover there for a second. Um, mm -hmm. So those of you guys who are most of you, especially our coaching clients who have listings, what sellers, as you think about your list of sellers, what sellers, if you were in line at Starbucks today, what would you not want to be sharing that line with? Are there sellers? <laughs> That's a good that, question. That, that, yeah. What sellers out there would you not want to run into at the grocery store? Right? Who are they? If you have listings, if you only have a handful of listings, I promise you, every single one of you, there's probably half of them that you just prefer to avoid. You'd literally, if you saw them, you would nest. You'd probably go the other way, provided they didn't see you. Okay? Mm -hmm. Those are the ones you need. Those are the ones that you know that you're doing a crappy job taking care of. Those are the That's ones that you well know put. that you are mm -hmm. avoiding having the conversations with because you don't know what to say or how to say it. So here's an example of where you are committing malpractice. You listed this property for this seller. Even if this seller is the cockiest, meanest SOB, you signed that contract. You made a commitment to that seller to do everything that you could do. And now you're in this situation where basically you're fearful of essentially having these conversations with the seller that might result in confrontation. Well, guess what? If you learn your scripts, if you know what to say, if you follow a 12-week you know, seller communication plan, you're going to rejoice seeing that seller in line. Maybe not rejoice, but you at least won't have your teeth itch when you're standing in line because of the fact that you will have conversations with that seller about things that are not stressful. They might ask what's going on in the market, but they won't be mad at you or there won't be any of that tension between, that you feel because you know you're not doing your job or they feel towards you because they know you're not doing your job. And really all it takes, guys, even if you're seeing your days in the market starting to expand, even if you're seeing basically, you know, maybe you told the seller realistically when you listed it, it would take 90 days to sell. Now you're realizing it's going to take five months to sell. You're telling the seller all these things. They won't fire you. They will keep you as their listing agent. They will send you referrals provided you are keeping in contact with them. The number one complaint – actually, Julie, I don't want to step on one of your points – <laughs> Do you have it on here, the number one complaint? Uh, that's okay. You can use I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. Okay. Then in every poll that basically has ever been done uh, from anyone who's either bought or sold a house, and they're asking about the – this is usually done by NAR. And they're asking about, well, what was your – rate your experience having, ha, you had with your agent. What did you like? What did you not like? Guess what the number one complaint, everyone? Guess what it is? You guys know what it is, don't you? Crappy communication skills. Didn't hear from the agent. That's the number one complaint that they have. They don't hear enough from you guys. It's easy to make that mistake, you know, because you don't know what to say or how to say it. I get it. I sold real estate. Julie sold real estate. I know what that feels like, especially when you feel like you're letting that seller down. But if you follow the 12-week seller communication plan, it tells you when to call, tells you what to say. You don't have to think about it. You could just be, you know, <laughs> be like a robot. You know, I, we do have, and I'll just throw this out there, some of you guys who have larger teams and you have dozens and dozens and dozens of listings, this is not a realistic thing. So you can delegate it. But for a vast majority of you, I would suggest you do this work yourself. Literally time block in your week every single week where you call your sellers and just follow the 12-week seller communication plan. This is you being a professional. This is what you should be doing. Now you know how to do it. Now you're going to know what to say. Julie, next point. 
Yes, that's it. So don't make the only call about a price reduction in summary. Call them all the time. You know, the the interesting thing, because I always hear this from my our agents and the coaches telling me, once you guys get good at the communication plan, it's not unusual. Some of you guys will find this hard to believe. It's not unusual for your seller, your homeowner, to ask you, so how far do you think we should reduce it? They'll actually bring it up before you do when you've been communicating. Okay, so point number two, meet face-to-face whenever possible. There's something about that. I think that they can see on your face how passionate you are about taking good care of them, that you actually care about their situation. And things, when you guys try and do this stuff in email and text and voicemail, it can be misconstrued, mistranslated. The tone can be off. So be face-to-face. You will deliver a better situation when you are face-to-face. It doesn't have to be at their house. Maybe you meet them at Starbucks, but be face-to-face. Point number Julie, three. Yes. Julie, let's give, let's give these guys some kind of high-level scripts and some strategies for dealing with emotional sellers, okay? Just real quick. Sure. Okay, so I, I know you've got two other points. I won't run out of time. Yeah. So, uh, okay. guys, you're going to run into sellers sometimes, and Julie and I dealt with this too. We shared with some of our personal experiences. You know, if you, you, you become listing agents, you guys are cranking out the sellers, you're going to get a certain number of sellers that are just going to be emotional basket cases. And it's because selling a house is really stressful. And sometimes they're selling a house involuntarily. So you have to show emotion. Write this down, everyone, or at least memorize it. Show emotion without being emotional. In other words, you have to show emotion, but you cannot put their emotions on you. You cannot absorb those things. Otherwise, you will burn yourself out. That's what professionals do. You can be around somebody and you can basically have empathy for them without basically absorbing their feelings. So it's show emotion without being emotional. If you guys can just conceptually bat that around in your heads a little while, you'll understand more of what I'm saying. But here's some little strategic scripts you can say. So you're in a situation with a seller. It's volatile. They're upset. They're mad. They're whatever. All kinds of emotions come out, right? Especially when you're having to deal with basically sellers not thinking they're going to make what they're going to make. Um, Mr. Seller, listen, I hate that this is happening for you. You know, I really wish this wasn't happening for you and your family. And then pivot. But I'm sure you'll agree at this point, it's probably the best thing for us to do is focus on getting this property sold so you can move on to wherever you're moving next. So did you guys follow that? So you have to show emotion without being emotional. Mr. Seller, listen, I have, you know, it tears me up that you guys are going through this. I'm really, really sorry. You know, I, you know, I've had this experience with, you know, different sellers in this market. It's just, it's a challenge. you know, that kind of thing. And then you do a pivot, get their emotion. So basically when you show emotion without being emotional, they won't feel at odds with you. They'll realize that you are on the same page as them. And I assume that most of you are not sociopaths, so you mean that sincerely when you're basically saying what you're saying, right? Some of you, I'm sure, aren't. You are sociopaths, and I just gave a sociopath a good script to use, but who cares? Too soon <laughs> to tell. We'll that's right. Some of you, too soon <laughs> to tell with your sociopaths. That's true. We'll hear right, from your so, coaches. We'll find out who you are. <laughs> that's right. And then and then just pivot and just say, at, you know, at this point, it probably makes sense. So what you do is when you have somebody that's emotional like that, you show emotion without being emotional. Then you have to you have to put an emotional period at the end of the sentence. And then what you do is you get them to move forward uh, with their with their thoughts. 
What happens is when people are in an emotional state, they're not able to think clearly. Guys, everyone, when they're under a lot of pressure, everyone reacts differently. Some people shut down. Some people just, you know, it is what it is. And most of us don't have life experience enough. You know, we're not Navy SEALs, right? Unless you are trained by the military and have actually been forward deployed, you don't know how to operate under pressure consistently. That's just a fact. It's a blessing of living in the United States. We're all very lucky not to have to know how to operate under a lot of pressure consistently. So we operate under pressure inconsistently, so we have never developed that muscle. We don't have that skill set. Your sellers are the exact same way, especially when you're delivering to them bad news. So when you move on to the secondary part, you know, you have to then talk to them about what's next. And you sure as heck better know what's next for them. Are they moving? On? Where are they moving? Why are they moving? Revisit the fact that, you know what, let's just get this property sold. Because the fact is, is we're going to, yeah, it's not, we're definitely not, the numbers aren't working out like you hoped for, but, you know, they'll put us in a position that we're also buying, you're buying in a market that's in a similar state of, you know, flux. And in that market, you'll be able to buy something cheaper than what you were anticipating. Or if they're moving to, like, someplace they've always wanted to live. You know, if you're dealing with a baby boomer, it's downsizing. Maybe they're moving closer to their families. Maybe they're moving closer to the beach or whatever, whatever. Get them focusing on that, and then they'll move forward. And here's the thing. Even if the rest of that real estate transaction feels stressful to you, those are usually your best sellers long-term for referrals because they're going to look back at that transaction. They're going to remember that moment where you were able to help them with something that was a massive, uh, you know, stressful thing for them, and they're going to love you for it. Not just respect you for it. They're going to love you for it, and you're going to find those people are going to be the most loyal sellers to you forever. I, I mean, Julie, I'd love to tell them a story about uh, the Hills. Uh, yes, and actually do do that because I'm adding uh, – I'm calling this a secret – because you just reminded me of something. Oftentimes, the conversation itself will be uncomfortable because, after all, in their mind, consciously or subconsciously, you're taking money out of their bank account. They're not going to net what they thought. This is true. No way about it. However, to your point, once you get to closing, I was always amazed because it was super un, you know, uncomfortable, and then they give me a big hug at closing, or they you know, give me a gift or something. And I'm like, really? After that knockdown, drag out that we had to go through? In some cases, it's not going to happen with every seller in every market at every price range. But back to you because I have to type this out. Thank you. Yes, so we had a uh, seller. Now, you guys all know that we sold real estate. Yes, I know. Coaches that coach real estate agents how to sell real estate. They actually sold real estate. That's kind of a novel idea nowadays, you know, but here nor there. By the way, guys, you guys should all go to comparacoach.com, comparacoach.com, so you can actually compare the credentials of all the different coaches that are out there so you can have the right questions to ask when deciding who you're going to hire to be your coach, comparacoach.com. So anyway, we're on this listing appointment, and I don't want to mention their last names, but I'll tell you as much as I can without feeling like I'm, you know. So uh, these, it was uh, Kevin and Becky, wonderful, sweet, really, really nice people. But at the time, Kevin, I'm quite certain, wanted us dead. So Kevin worked I, at the I think I still too. have his cell phone memorized, actually, because I, I bet you do. so often. Oh, my gosh. But Kevin, yeah. Kevin was – they were buying a house – or I'm sorry, they were selling a house that literally was in the floodplain, and not the 100-year floodplain, but like the freaking 15-minute floodplain. Every time it rained – you know, we went over their house after just a moderate rain, and literally, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it, guys, but if you're staying in their front yard, you're basically, the yard is essentially the same level as the river that was you're only like two lots down. You're watching ducks by. Let's just put it that you're, way. They're right, right you're, there. No, ducks, ducks are floating by going, what the hell were you people thinking? <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Who so, put that Kevin, there? 
Here's the funny part of Kevin, just to give you guys a little flavor to this. Ooh, flavor. That's gross now when you hear what I have to say. So Kevin, we would, um, Kevin worked at the, the Columbus Zoo. And he was one of the, and I'm still, I'm sure he still is, one of the most respected, um, I don't know, guys Ornith in the country. Yeah. Okay, for when it came to gorillas. Okay, so that was his thing, gorillas. He took care of gorillas. So remember, Kevin just, I think his wife was like, oh my gosh, you know, this is very stressful. And they bought this house. They made it really nice. They had already dealt with it flooding out once. They wanted to move. And by the way, guys, they wanted to move up the highest hill that they could possibly find. You know, figure that one out. So so he would come home, and he would smell, like, for a long time. Julie and I were like, what the hell is with this dude? He smells freaking really funky. And, and then finally he came home, and he said, it's because one of the gorillas at the gorilla zoo, and I'm not making this up, in the gorilla cages, when he walks by, he likes to throw his poop on him. So basically, Kevin had basically his whole day on a, on a normal day was getting literal shit thrown on him. Okay? So he had a bad mindset about having to deal with the fact, Julie, the fact that he's yeah. having to take Computer less for his house. Out. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no worries. That, that he had to sell it for less than he actually anticipated selling it for. So his mindset towards us at all times was volatile. So we had to use all of our best scripts. We had to use all of our best everything. And we did get the property sold, and we did sell them another property. Now, for years after that, and they thanked us, and they're really nice, and they're really sweet, and still to this day. Guys, Julie and I have not sold real estate, let alone in Ohio, for, Julie, how long? 15 years? 12 years? Probably. Long damn time. And, and by the way, yeah. that was, historically, our longest listing ever. I'm pretty sure it was like yeah, eight long? months. Ever, okay. ever, so, ever, ever. But we, but we got <laughs> it sold. We got it sold. Did they, Julie, did they lose money or did they break even? Did they have to write a check to get rid of that house? Do you remember? I think they were pretty even, Stephen. It was pretty close. Okay. And, so and they didn't if you recall correctly, just to enhance your story a little bit, they started out as a for sale by owner. So oh, yeah. They were they also did. a FISBO victory, but go ahead. Yeah, right. Just so uh, we got you say this story. So we got the property sold. They bought a house on the highest hill that they could possibly find in the same you know, overall area. Uh, and to this day, we will get – now, we have – Julie and I have not had active real estate licenses in a decade, okay? We haven't sold real estate. And, and they, they, too, they moved out of the community as well, if I remember correctly. To this day, we'll get an occasional email from them saying, hey, Tim and Julie, I have a friend that needs to buy or sell a house. Who do you know? To this day, okay? Yeah. This, and this happened probably 20 years ago, 19 years ago. That's what you – when you have the toughest – you know, ingrained seller who has to have, you know, you will get the most loyal people. But this only comes from having a good skill set. This only comes from having the mindset of service. This only comes when you're focused on trying to do what's best for those sellers, even if they're not ready to basically listen. So you'll have lots of your own fun stories. I, I actually had thought about the whole gorilla tie <laughs> into that for a long time. That's kind That's of funny, funny, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, so, the thing that made you think of that was that, you know, they were, and they would admit to it, I think, if interviewed, they were difficult at the time. They were frustrated. I think yep. by the they time it closed, we probably had done, if I think about the numbers, probably a 30 to 40% price adjustment from where they started as a for sale by owner. That's big. That's a big chunk of their value. But it was because it was in the floodplain and what we talked about. Probably had a little bit of gorilla smell there. So at any rate, we got the job done. They bought with us, loyal forever, lots of referrals, friends to this day. So just because it's difficult at the time you're sitting down at Starbucks having that conversation with them 
doesn't mean that that's how the relationship is going to go. They will love you for getting the job done. So I'm going to do right. the last couple of points so we can be ready for tomorrow's uh, rules. Yes, ma'am. I'll so we up. did meet face-to-face. That's okay. Number three, never say reduce, reduction, drop, or cut when you're talking about <laughs> price reductions or other volatile words like slash, okay? Replace those words, which tend to make sellers wig out on you and have panic attacks. Replace those words with adjust, improve, or update the price. This is definitely a scripting point. Don't say reduce, reduction, drop, cut, or slash. It's adjust, improve, or update. Okay, so just memorize that many points so that it comes out of your mouth the right way. Okay, point number four, always speak in percentages, not in dollar figures. 5% adjustment sounds better than $5,000, and it's certainly better if you're in a higher price range than saying $50,000. It's also more professional as well as in being in alignment with what NAR recommends. You know, that's, and we'll talk about that when we get into our scripts. There's an NAR script that we'll make sure you guys all know. But don't say dollar figures. That's panic-inducing. Use percentages because the percentage is a smaller number when you talk about 5%, it sounds better than $5,000. So make sure that you work that in, and we'll show you how to work those into scripts. Tomorrow we're going to be talking about your pre-price reduction rules. We started a little bit with that today, but how to set you up for success so that when you ask, you get the results that are going to cause the home to sell, and you don't get little mini, you know, meaningless price reductions where you caused a lot of stress but didn't get any results. So back to you, Tim. Well, the scripts part's the fun part because the scripts oh, yeah. are all about strategy. Uh, and again, mm-hmm. you guys have to be more sophisticated than you handle how you handle today's sellers. Those of you who have not updated your price reduction scripts for like 10 years because you haven't had to, you better be polishing those up. You better be renewing those. Uh, people are just way more sophisticated. If you try to you know, use those old rip the Band-Aid off type scripts, you're just going to piss them off. And nowadays, sellers will fire you at the snap of the fingers, and they're just going to go in a different direction, especially when we're in a market like this where there's so much conflicting information. They don't know what you know. And by the way, you're going to have to share that with them in such a way that they'll receive the information. They don't know the market's shifting. They're in denial. You guys read your local paper. Your local paper doesn't know the market's shifting. Some of you guys who are being opportunistic, and I appreciate it, are starting to call up your local papers and give them market information. And if you do that consistently, you'll find yourself getting lots and lots of free PR because the paper likes to talk about real estate values going up, but the paper really likes to talk about real estate values going down. That always gets more reads. So I would mm-hmm. humbly suggest you guys might want to consider doing your own homework as we uh, you know, told you how to go about doing your own market research probably two, three weeks ago. Just listen to the old podcasts, realestatecoachingradio.com, or those shows are also available on Inman News Features. Just go and listen to them. Yeah, and do your own numbers. Know what's exactly happening in the marketplace. Know what the notice of defaults are, the list pens are, all that good stuff. And you will be very, very well prepared for these types of conversations. Guys, don't please don't be scared, honestly. Don't be scared. Don't even have a tiny, tiny, tiny little thread of fear in you about this changing market. That little tiny thread of fear that some of you feel, and I read your emails and a lot of you are feeling more than that tiny thread. You're feeling full-on panic. That is basically your inner self telling you you are not freaking ready, okay? You, so here's, how, here's basically how, the, how you have to think of the fear. You decided to go for a walk today, 
I'll give you guys another true story. So Julie and I are walking in downtown Paris. Now, this is a long time ago, but we're walking in downtown Paris for one of our anniversaries. We, we were married in September, and we were in Paris for like two weeks. And no one told us that September in Paris is the rating season. So guess what Dum Dum uh, Tim and Dum Dum Julie did? We didn't bring any rain gear. We didn't have any umbrellas whatsoever. So we showed up totally unprepared, and we got drenched until basically we ended up, you know, finding a store that sold all that stuff. In downtown Paris, that's not easy to do because everything in downtown Paris is super, super expensive. Um, we, did, we weren't ready, and so we got soaked. Now, had we basically done our homework ahead of time, had we been prepared, had we known that we were going there during rainy season, we would have gone there with galoshes and raincoats and, you know, had a lot better time for those two or three days when she and I were getting drenched. That's what's happening right now. There are storm clouds on the horizon. You guys now, we're saying, hey, here's your raincoat, here's your galoshes, here's your umbrella. Are you going to take these from us so you can be prepared when the rainstorms hit? Or are you basically going to say, oh, no, dude, I'm good. Those clouds, they're going to clear up. I don't see them. Where are those clouds? Uh, you know, denial, you know, whatever it is. Mentally and emotionally, if you feel yourself feeling fearful, it's just because you know you're not ready. You know you're not ready for the storm. So if you do feel that fear, you do need to acknowledge it. Don't let it basically overtake your ability to think clearly. And then do get prepared. Take the actions necessary. And then when you see more and more of these people coming around to the fact that, hey, guess what? Tim and Julia are right. We are in a recession. Hey, guess what? Prices are starting to you know, level off. Hey, guess what? Prices are starting to fall. Boom, we're in a different market. When that finally actually happens, which you guys all know at this point it is already happening, you're not going to be fearful of it. You're going to be excited about it because you're going to be ready. Get to that point, guys. Seriously consider having us as your coaches. Seriously consider Real Estate Coaching Essentials or one of our private coaching programs. Ever anything we can do for you, please feel free to email me directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. Now, while you can, go ahead, fill out that box. It's on your mobile device or go to joinharris.com. Julie, are you still on? I am. Nope. Oh, you are? I am. Anything else you'd like yes. to say to these? Anything else you'd like to say to these guys? Well, I mean, it's all about being prepared. You might not need, for example, a price reduction script this afternoon, but maybe this weekend, after you went through yet another weekend without selling something that you thought was going to sell right away with multiple offers, maybe you start taking some of this seriously and say, if I'm going to do the job that I promised to do, and I love, Tim, that you pointed out, when you when you hide out from things like price reductions, it is malpractice because it's the same as lying to your sellers that you're going to get the job done at the price that you promised. So don't live in fear of this. Embrace it and say, you know what? I know the more that I know, the more powerful I am. And knowledge equals confidence. Ignorance equals fear. So I'm going to make sure that uh -oh. I'm in knowledge, you know, and then do something you guys with write it. Do you guys write yeah. that down? Say that again, Jules. Knowledge equals confidence. Ignorance equals fear. And I would add that fear does not tend to be all that productive. So get the knowledge so you can do something about it when you come into those situations. And as we get deeper into these price reduction scripts, remember that anything that you would do after the fact, after you've got the listing to get a better price, is better used at the listing table in the first place. So we'll get more and more clear on this. We're running out of time. So back to you, Tim. No problem. So we're, guys, we're deep diving into the scripts. Get ready. Take notes. Stay focused. And our goal on these shows is always to educate you guys. That's kind of the easy part, to be honest with you. Motivate you. We've, we've been told we're pretty good at that. Now, the last part is the hard part. That's up to you. It's getting into action. So, guys, use this day to take the right positive action so you can be of service to other people. In the meantime, we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. 
This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.